your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jack Eichel is expected to return today for VGK. We take a look at the upcoming seven-game homestand at T-Mobile Arena, and let's talk about the goalie situation, and will we be seeing, perhaps, a three-goalie system for VGK soon? Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco, along with Chris Golick. We are at Lockdown VGK at TD. Chris G, at Tony Dasco on Twitter, and make sure that you subscribe to our very popular YouTube channel, at Lockdown Golden Knights. So, according to Cap Friendly, Chris, Jack Eichel is coming off of the IR list today, and he will be activa- activated by the VGK. Uh, so the Golden Knights, um, now they need to clear some space, right? And so what I saw on Cap Friendly this morning was Giannis Ronbjörg, Braden Pahal, Caden Korzak, and Byron Fraze are all going to be sent back to Henderson and Eichel missed 11 games so far. And you hope that he is fully healed because, remember, he was out for, what, a couple of games, and then he came back in that Philadelphia game, and then he went on to the IR. So with his return, the biggest question becomes, what becomes of the top line? You have four players and three slots. And it will come down to Amadio or Stevenson, and how will they play the cards there? I personally would like to see Michael Amadio on that top line and see how he works and responds with Jack Eichel and Mark Stone. So you put a tweet out there asking who you thought the MVP was at the midway point of the season. Stevenson, Stone, LT, other. Folks, the answer is other without a doubt, and only 12% of you thought that. It's Jack Eichel head over heels. We learned what he can do when he was healthy or close enough to healthy, even wearing a full bubble on his face, 29 points, 27 games. And through a few of those games, he was not near full health. So he's playing it over a point per game clip. So Jack Eichel is our MVP. And we've learned even more of that without him than with him in the lineup. So let's get that straight first. Um, As far as the lines, you know, there's, I mean, listen, you had something that was working, right? The season started with, the balanced lines. If I recall, uh, Jack Eichel had, was it Riley Smith and, and stone with him at first. And then you had March and Stevenson, right? Line two. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you had, you had this blend of lines and things like that. And Carlson did start the season down on line three and things started. Okay. Right. And then at some point, uh, Cassie said, okay, let's get the band back together. Let's put the, the Misfits back together and let's get a power forward line with uh, with Eichel, Stevenson, and Stone and see what happens. And that line was producing at a very, very high clip. So what I would like to see happen is Jack Eichel on a line with March so and Riley Smith dropping Carlson down to line three with some combination of Kessel and Cotter when he comes back. Um, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of weird things happening. And you mentioned the moves that were made today. Just because all those players were sent down this morning 
does not mean any of those players may or may not be in the lineup tomorrow night. They do a lot of these paper moves just to get people down for a day that gives them some cap relief later in the season, blah, 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 however all that nonsense works. So tomorrow, if we see some of these fellows called back up, we'll know exactly what's happening. What I think is going to happen, I think Kessel is going to go back, excuse me, I think Cassidy, oh yikes, Cassidy's going to go back to what has been working in his mind. I think he at least is going to start with Eichel between Stevie and Stone and work it backwards from there. And again, if Marcheseau is going to come back, who knows? We think Marcheseau should be in the lineup this week. Um, Cotter, we think, should be back in the lineup this week. So, I mean, what a what a time to get the band back together as we get a seven-game homestand coming up in this rigged schedule, Tony. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So you never mentioned what becomes of Michael Amadio. Does he become a line three player? So, I mean, if Amadio, I mean, I, I think um, I think we have to talk about this with or without Marcheseau in the lineup first. I think if Marcheseau is in the lineup, then, and if you do go with, I mean, either way, I think if you go with the the old lines where Amadio was not on line one, then yeah, I think Amadio does drop to line three, assuming the misfits are going to obviously stay intact, which I think they would. So, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know how Amadio is going to do down there. That's the thing. Like he's done okay. And he did produce early when he did not, when he basically lost a roster spot to Paul Cotter and then Amadio gets inserted, Paul Cotter is taken out. So it's either line one or line three for Amadio, depending on Marcheseau's injury. If Marcheseau's going to miss more time with Eichel potentially coming back on Thursday, we think he's going to dress on Thursday at this point. There's really no reason for him not to, based on what we're seeing. Um, if Marcheseau isn't back, you'll see him slot on line two with uh, Smith and um, uh, Smith and your and your favorite William Carlson. If that line's going to stay intact, then you're going to bump him back down to a. Uh, line three and uh you know depending on let's see who's able to dress but some combination of lecision kessel and amadio but there's paul cotter in the mix too i was just going to say he went out you know as paul i mean this is uh this is a very interesting um i mean if all these players are back and healthy i don't know if you're gonna i mean does cotter go back to being a healthy scratch i think the answer is yes unless he's willing to break up line four and sit colasar who's in the hottest point of his career right now <laughs> points my back son, to back my... games <laughs> hey chris you here <laughs> that's funny yeah. and yeah and paul... go ahead go ahead, go ahead. My, no, my, no, my no, give paul... you insight about colasar in second but paul cotter paul cotter was on the trip to denver keep that in mind he looks as though he's prepared he's ready to come back and now again some shenanigans perhaps with who plays who doesn't what have you without eichel chris without eichel uh the vgk six and five without him so they were a little bit above water which is pretty good because right. he's the guy again that brings the juice hey little chris chris give us your take on uh cole sir yeah he, he scored he scored one goal and got an assist that's not gonna happen for years <laughs> he couldn't get out of the Thank way you. on the goal either that's really good <laughs> but he said that a lot like like i didn't i mean i, I cued him to come in here but I queued that up because he said that to me last night when we were talking. So, you know, a little, little, little Chris is on the ball between that and the House of Blues picture and uh, and everything. Um, but back to Jack Eichel, six and five without him in the lineup. I'm fine with that, right? I mean, six and five without your stud. And we got a lot of studs on this team. Let's be clear about this. But, you know, and, and Mark Stone has really evolved in Jack Eichel's absence as well. We have to give a, a ton of credits. To Mark Stone, who seemed like he was possessed for a while. And also shout out to Riley Smith, who at times has taken games over. So now all of a sudden, 
we're up to three players on this lineup who can turn this game on edge at any points. Okay, so amongst the others that people were complaining about, I just ran out of space there. Couldn't put in every every name for midseason MVP, but <laughs> Riley Smith was definitely uh, one of the players. They said you left out. Well, we just ran out of room there. On uh, you only get hundred and whatever characters on Twitter. Yeah, and so it, <laughs> but the MVP at the midseason point, LT. Now he got the most votes in our poll. Yeah, fine, I mean that's fair. Um, I think that's a little weighted to his start of the season versus his present form, which hasn't been as good. And give him credit in, in the Colorado game. He definitely, I mean, that first goal that it didn't look, if you watched the replay, when you watch it in real time, that McKinnon goal, 25 seconds in, you're kind of like, oh man, come on, here we go again. But when you see that shots, oh my goodness, he splits, he hit a bowl in the upper left corner that was, no bigger than basically this little eraser thing that I have. Like he had to hit a spot like that for that puck to hit that spot. And I mean, maybe LT could have covered the net a tiny bit better, whatever, if you want to really blame him for that goal, but McKinnon, Oh my goodness. He's amazing. But he buckled down after that, right? He buckled down, only gave up two goals on the road. I mean, the magic number, right? Find a way to score three goals. That was uh, that that's the Pete DeBoer saying. And uh, you know, at times Cassie's alluded to that as well. So they got the job done and LT's done a good job. Early in the season, he did well. And now that we're getting the second and third time through the lineup, as far as teams facing him again and more video coming out there, it's getting a little tougher for LT. And that's not unique to Logan Thompson. Every goalie in the NHL goes through this. Every pitcher in MLB goes through this. This is a, every quarterback in football goes through this. Hey, look at uh, uh, Jared Stidham here in, in, in Las Vegas. Oh, Jared Stidham, he's going to be amazing, right? Well, Let's see how things go next week. Let's see how uh, how he faces off next week. Now there's another week's worth of a uh, film out there. Okay, uh, now we've got uh, some good fan reaction uh, brewing on our Twitter handle at LockdownVGK. Chuck uh, Dickerson just said about Jack Eichel's return. Hey, it's about time. He's been day to day for a month. That's true. <laughs> and I wish we could get accurate information on injuries. He said we fans deserve to know who they're going to be watching. And of course, coming into a big seven game. We don't deserve stand, to know, but keep going. We don't deserve oh, no, to know. But but a seven game homestand coming up. Yes. I think this was the right timing to put him back in there. And then uh super forecaster at Kevy K uh, says, will Amadio get bumped immediately? He was doing so well. I mean, listen, Jack Eichel can bump anyone. Let's be fair here. Let's be fair about this. Jack Eichel is our, is our stud. So yes, Jack Eichel can bump anybody on this lineup and rightfully so. Will he bump somebody is the bigger question. And I don't know. I mean, I know Cassidy has been asked about this in pressers about what might happen and he's not given us anything because I don't think he truly knows. I honestly don't think Cassidy has a plan. I'm sure he's working with his assistants on this. Hopefully not McCrimmon. Hopefully McCrimmon's given him a space for that, but I'm sure they are discussing this and working it out. And I, I haven't gotten the call yet. I'm, I'm expecting it uh, around nine 30. I think I'll get the phone call. He'll ask me what I think should be done. I'll tell him, and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it, but um, no, um, I mean, nothing I'm 50, 50 on what's actually going to happen. What I want to happen is the balanced lineup. I really think it is important for the VGK to find a way to attack in waves right now. Only way you attack in waves is if you fix that third line. And by having some combination of Carlson, Cotter, Amadio, I mean, Kessel could be the odd man out here at some point, folks. There's a, there's a path where Kessel might become a healthy scratch sometime 
in the next two to three weeks. And it's rightfully so if it happens. No knock on his amazing run and no knock on Kessel, but maybe it's the time. I mean, Kessel, when I when I called in when we first when we first called when we first acquired Kessel, I called into the Twitch thing, whatever they were doing, and talked to Gary Lawless. And I just asked what we can expect as fans about his leadership and you know what he brings to the team. The first thing he said was playoff record. He said nothing about the regular season as far as Kessel goes. Talked about how he rises to the occasion in the playoffs and is going to be a noticeable difference maker. And I will buy that until Kessel gives us a reason not to buy it. I'm not concerned about Kessel in the regular season. I'm not concerned if he gets healthy scratched, you know, four or five, six times between now and uh, when the playoffs start. But I also wouldn't be surprised if – Kessel was the hero of the day and uh, throwing that uh, first star of the game uh, poker chip out into the crowd a few, a few days, a few times in the playoffs. Coming up uh, next, we're going to be taking a look at this upcoming home schedule, VGK at home for the next seven games. It's so, so rigged. It's just rigged. We'll be back with more after this on Lockdown Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information for stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league that's out there. From pro football to the college football championship game coming up next Monday night, to basketball to the NHL, we have it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can also find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back from Las Vegas, Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. And our podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast. And please make sure that you check out our YouTube channel. I tell you what, man, the podcast is just sizzling, sizzling coming out of the gate here for the new year. And we appreciate everyone for tuning in and again, making us your first listen each and every day. And so I went through last night all of these teams that are coming in here for this seven-game homestand. Uh, if you're VGK, I think you have to be, well, first of all, you're happy to be home. And and secondly, I think maybe the way that the schedule falls, I think, is is pretty favorable in some ways for the Golden Knights. But they will be playing uh, five of the seven teams are currently in playoff spots. The only ones that aren't in a playoff spot, uh, the Red Wings and the dangerous Panthers who I feel, you know, we're going to uh, the new and improved Red Wings too. They're playing in a tough, yeah. tough Atlantic and yeah, yeah. got to deal with the Metro. And, and the Panthers are a team that's going to be back. You know, you can't keep them down for, for very long. So hopefully I think it's interesting. So you go the way that it falls is so Thursday, the Penguins come in and then the Kings uh, off of a big win last night at home. And, uh, uh, the last time that these two teams met, the four to two final. Uh, you know what? On the Penguins, uh, VGK has lost four straight now, which I didn't realize. They've lost four in a row uh, to Pittsburgh, so that's going to be a, a big game to get things started. You want to start things off with a win because you need some momentum. After the Kings, it's the uh, the Panthers. Um, I was at the game March seventeenth when Eichel had that hand injury uh, where he blocked a shot. And so the Panthers come back. Uh, you've got the Oilers here, a team that uh, VGK lost to four to three on the McDavid overtime goal, right? Uh, you've got the Stars January 16th. It doesn't get easier. Um, but then you have the Red Wings and the Capitals. 
And the way that I'm looking at this schedule, I think that it is feasible for this team to be four, two, and one uh, for the seven-game stretch. What do you got there? I can't see. Four, two, and one. Did you really? (laughs) I just wrote that down, Tony. I just wrote that down. That's so funny. (laughs) I just wrote that down. We're so bizarre sometimes. I just wrote that down. I think. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness! The my my trouble game is always the first game back. It wasn't a road trip, but they were still on the road. So I think uh, tomorrow night's game against Pittsburgh is a trouble spot. They just struggle in these weird games, and I'm already thinking about how to politely ask Cassidy why the heck this team can't get it going. You know, first game back from the trip, but we'll you know we'll we'll. We'll, we'll give the team a chance to win before I knock them on that one. But I think uh, their losses are going to be Pittsburgh. And then the Dallas Stars are going to come in and triumphantly defeat us on Pete DeBoer's uh, video return nights. Um, and then I got an OT loss against Edmonton on Saturday the 14th, just because I pray to God we get to see as much Connor McDavid as possible. I'm just so stoked for, for that game. I, I asked my son if he wanted to go uh, – drive to Arizona, go see monster trucks or stay here and see Connor McDavid. I think the choice is Connor McDavid. So I'm, uh, I'm good with that. I cannot wait to see Connor McDavid. I'll be down pounding the glass during warmups and just watching every, every inch of ice that he touches. Cause he's worthy of, of doing that. I mean, he's, he's amazing. So I can't wait for that game, but I think we'll drop that game in overtime, just like we did earlier in the season. Yeah. It'd be pretty interesting. And that four, two game, and one. I like it though. Four, two and one. I like that's it. So that, that, that's fine. <laughs> And uh, last night we saw the Kings defeat the Stars. That was a pretty big game. Kings have a rough schedule now. I think Boston comes into town. They'll take on Boston it's next. It's rigged. And then they play the Golden Knights uh, this upcoming weekend. Back to back? Back to back? Oh, man. This I don't know. Is much. it? I was just joking. No, no, no. Oh. It's not back to back. I think they got. We do have one back to back where we play the Rangers. And then we then we, then we we drive down the street to where the, wherever the Islanders play. Yeah. So uh, we have the seven game you know, roads uh, swing here at uh, homestand, I should say. Then there's the road swing where they play at Arizona and then they play at uh, the Devils, Rangers, Islanders. And the distance between Devils, Rangers, Islanders is about, I don't know, 20 miles. Maybe. What's, but what I do find interesting about this on a semi-serious note, Sunday, the 22nd, we have a five o'clock local time against Arizona in, in, in that gymnasium that they plan. And then you only got one day between Arizona and New Jersey. I find that kind of interesting. My, my, I assume the team will travel, travel directly after the air. Well, they're going to be on the road. So I'm sure they'll travel that night. I don't think they'll stay in Arizona. I think they'll travel, get out and just kind of adjust themselves. So that, that game against New Jersey, that's going to be a very tough spot for the VGK, especially with the way New Jersey has been this season. Yeah. Uh, This is uh, going to be again, a pretty interesting homestand. So seven games, and which game concerns you most out of the seven? Um, you think the Penguins can can beat the VGK in that first game? Every team beats us in that first game, Tony. I mean, geez, let's scroll through the lineup. Let's see if we have won after a road trip yet this year. All right, so good, good going back to December, the Rangers defeat us after that, that really good road trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after we beat Chicago 4-1, we lose 2-5 to, to, the, to the Islanders, right? Right. Okay. So we had the home, we had the, the, the road back to backs last week and we squeak by the Nashville Predators, which again, so many in that that game was a throwaway. The fact that we won is remarkable. All right. So going back to that, uh, the San Jose Sharks, or oh, it was the Blues. I'm sorry. The Blues beat us after the long winning streak, whatever to that. Um, okay. Edmonton, Vancouver were able to beat Ottawa four to one. That's, that's pleasant news to see. 
Um, and then, yeah, so it's taken a turn for the worse in December and November versus the earlier part of November and October, as far as doing well in that first game back from the road trip. So maybe we'll figure it out. And with the players coming back to health, but I'm simply going to look at the trends here on this. And uh, oh, there's a, there's a line for tomorrow's game. What, 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 what should the line be? What do you think? VGK 160. You think that heavy? I was going to say like, I think Jerry, Jerry, I think Jerry's still, yeah. Isn't uh, the goalie? hurt for Pittsburgh in the outdoor game? Uh, that's, a, that's a fair question. I don't know the answer to that. And But the fact that VGK, I mean, does it matter who plays goalie against us at home, Tony? Does it really matter? <laughs> and who's uh, in net for the VGK? We're going to talk about more about goalies next, but who gets the start there against the Penguins on Thursday night? And VGK's had all sorts of time off here. Don't complain about lack of practice time. Okay, they played on Monday, and they're playing again here on Thursday. Relax. Minus 126 is the first line that I saw for tomorrow night, Tony. Minus 126. Why do you think it's so tight? Just because, because they're coming back from – and this is, on, and this is according back. to Covers.com. I don't know if uh-huh. you can actually bet this number yet. So, I mean, there, that could be some weird offshore line that's just hanging a number out there just trying to start get some action going. Um, I mean, it's a fair number, I think, the way VGK has been, and – I mean, listen, at the moment, Jack Eichel has not is not dressing for the game, to the best of our knowledge. He probably is, based on what we see, but we won't have an idea until tomorrow, if that, or even today, if that's actually going to happen or not. Yeah, and we saw the and Panthers. And and Cotter. Yeah, the Panthers came out of that uh, break pretty pretty fast, too, and that's a team that you definitely have to, uh, to watch because Matthew Kachuk comes out with a hat trick again. Okay, I'll be in Arizona. Right. Uh, when Florida comes here and then also Tage Thompson has just been unbelievable. Another Patrick is third of the season. Him and Alex Tucker besties, huh? Him and Alex Tucker besties. My goodness. That's great to see that organization, you know, playing well. Uh, when we return here on the show, we're going to be talking about the goalie situation. Um, I threw out there, perhaps. I know Bruce Cassidy doesn't like it. Pete DeBoer did not like it last year. If you recall, the three goalie system can that occur here in Las Vegas. We take a look at that when we return right here. Uh, Locked on Golden Knights. Welcome back to Locked on Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Again, you could find us on Twitter at Locked on VGK. He is at TD Chris G. I am at Tony Dasco and find us on our YouTube channel. And also, you could check out Locked On Sports today. You could find that wherever all of your podcasts are available. So, Chris, uh, big question here coming out of sort of the break, you know, the holiday break and then the lighter schedule of late and what have you. Um, a three goalie system, is that something that we can see? We sense that something could be happening here uh, because Logan Thompson is G1. And then you've got Aiden Hill, the backup. But Bruce Cassidy's losing a ton of confidence in Hill as the backup. So Laurent Brossois down on the farm, his stock is starting to rise despite a record. Not starting. It's been it's up. It, it, it's it's okay. high. It, it's there. Okay, he's six, seven, and one. Doesn't matter, but his goals against average solid at two point four four, and he's posted those two shutouts. So what becomes of the goalie situation? How would you play the goalies coming up? Now's a good time if you want to bring up Brossois. If you want to bring him up from the AHL seven game homestand, I think the timing could be right. 
So there's a few things to think about in all this. The first thing I would say is, and again, I could be wrong on this, but the first time we call him back to the VGK, because he was sent down on waivers where he cleared waivers. No, none of the other 31 NHL franchises were willing to take a chance on him at his current contract number or anything. And that was probably pretty well calculated actually with how he didn't do very well in uh, his conditioning starts. So he was kind of under the radar. The couple of scouts I talked to at some of the silver Knights games I went to just kind of gave me the, eh, the, the head nod. I'm, I'm nodding my head in, in the no for the audio people right now. I, I forget sometimes that uh, there's a lot more audio listeners than, than visual listeners out there. But so that that's the first thing I'll say there two months ago, no one cared about no one cared to bring him back at the NHL and give give him a shot. Fast forward, like Tony said, now his record's improving, his goals against are improving, and his record's irrelevant. The Henderson Silver Knights are not playing well as a whole. They've had a nice run as of late, but again, so many moving pieces for that team. Manny Viveros is doing an amazing job finding ways to get this team to compete. They just can't do it every single night. Will there be a three-goalie rotation? The first thing I want to know here is the first time we call him up, there's no sending him back down. There's no sending him back down because it's not an AHL two-way contract scenario. So once he is up, he is up. And they're going to have to – you can have three goalies on your on your roster. That's fine. That just leaves one less roster spots if, you know, the injuries start. You know, if the injuries come back, all of a sudden we're at a spot where if we have Brossois up, we might have to go with 17 skaters because we see how fast these injuries just pile up and – you know, with the money and all the players need to go up and down, it could get really ugly. So that's the first decision the VGK needs to make is what's the timing of it. And then what is the purpose? Are they bringing him up because they want to see if he can be one of our starters once the playoffs come? And all of a sudden, I mean, LT, I don't know how that works with the, I know you can't do stuff with AHL and AHL players once the trade deadline comes. So you can't mess with LT as far as paper transactions goes. Aiden Hill, you know, you're going to lie. I mean, are you going to just leave him off the playoff roster? I don't know if that's an option or not, how exactly that works. So long story longer here, VGK needs to have an idea of what their hope is and when it's going to happen. The trade deadline is March 3rd. So we have uh, just under, you know, right about two months and or a little bit less than two months to figure this thing out. And I think once they do bring him up, there will be some type of end game in sight. I think the only option is to bring him up you give him a couple of games, you dangle that carrot, you pray to God he does very well, and we're able to make some type of a deal. And then if we do trade him, this is the game within the game now, folks. What happens? What are we going to get back? Is it going to be a draft prospect? Is it going to be a, a third, fourth, fifth round draft pick? Or is it going to be you know a little more, someone who can possibly contribute right now? That'll give us insight on what's happening with Zach Whitecloud and how much longer he's going to be out. Because Zach Whitecloud misses the rest of the regular season, hey, that's $2.5 million we got to work with. If Brad Houghton's going to be gone a long time, that's another one-something million dollars. So all of a sudden, uh, McCrimmon has some money to burn. And uh, trust me, I, I know he's itching right now. It's like it's like me in the casino when I got an extra 100 You know, I don't make I don't make it 10 steps without a 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. And, you know, next thing you know, we're at the ATM. But I think I got a feeling McCrimmon is uh, itching right now to do something. But we need to wait and see exactly what the return could possibly be for Bersois. I don't see a three goalie rotation coming though. I just don't see three goalies working. I think that's uh, too many uh, too many hands in the hen house. Yeah. 
When was the last time VGK actually traded for a player rather than future considerations? Was it Eichel? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm being was serious. there anything? Did we did we get anything else after after Eichel? What were the trades that were made? I mean, yeah. the Donoff I think was a throwaway. Yeah, Montreal to uh, Montreal twice to Anaheim, whatever. <laughs> and they 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 got a, a retired player from Anaheim, like a like a Shea Weber type in that in that deal that didn't happen. Oh, yeah, we got a Shea Weber. We, we got we got a heck of an alumni team growing Shea right Weber. now. <laughs> I mean, the, okay. this our alumni roster is getting stacked. Hey, speaking of goalies, man, we have not heard any updates, nothing, nada, on Robin Leonard. I was just curious, like, are we going to get some sort of updates? I'm sure he had that second hip surgery. It would be nice to hear something from well, listen, there. There is a reason we're not hearing anything about him. I he's don't Dunsville. know. He's not coming back here. Fine, but I don't know what I don't know what VGK's reason is. Like, oh, like, he's I mean, hibernating. He's hibernating with all the other pandas right now. Stop. apparently like i mean i'm just like going through just a google search here and there's there's nothing i think he reactivated his social media oh, logan thompson deactivated his twitter i heard by the way wow he he he, he finally was tired of me uh razzing him how about that he'll be back they always are all right so robin <laughs> leonard like there's that robin leonard retweeted something december 20th of 2021 and uh he's not back what the last, the last VGK was uh, December 19th, 2021. What a road trip. Yeah. Thank you, all the fans. Uh, it was when he, went, when he went back and played for the Islanders is what it was. Or played against, sorry, when he played against the Islanders. And then here you go. This is uh, his, that's him shaving his head uh, in December 18th. So, you know, he's, uh, that's all we got for Robin Leonard. And, you yeah. know, it's funny. I was, I was in one of the VGK fa- uh, Facebook groups and someone made a comment. Hey, no one's talking here. What's going on? So I just said, oh, I can't wait for Robin Leonard to return and take over the net next year. And that, that got him talking a little bit. <laughs> that, that got him that I, I I had to stir the pot a little bit. But it would be nice to see Robin Leonard. Hey, go nights go. Like, you know, there's been absolutely nothing. And he's still getting paid. Of course he's getting paid. He's having, you know, I, I won't say listen, I hate to, I'm not gonna tear him down, but what I want would love to see is supports. Like there hasn't been a single inkling of him through the media i caught one thing on reddit claiming there was some financial issues going with him with some investments but that's pretty unsubstantiated um you know and not slowing him down i don't think as far as his hockey stuff i i I don't know like but how can the team just throw some you know how can the fans support him when he comes back like he doesn't need to be campaigning his play wherever it is whatever happens next season assuming he does come back will determine if he's, you know, adored or not adored, so to speak. But I mean, like, I don't know. I don't, I, I honestly, and there's more to it, but I felt he gave the team the finger last year when they pulled him from that one game, uh, the Washington game. Mm-hmm. And at that point it was, well, okay, I'm injured. Uh, bench me the rest of the season. Let, let's start the rehab process now. Like I honestly felt he turned his back on the team and there's always more to these things. And Robin Leonard will give that to us one of these days, whether it's next week, next month, or when he retires, we'll get Robin Leonard's perspective on it. But my perspective is he turned his back on the team last season and said, F you, I'm done. I'm hurt. Fine. You don't like my performance. I'm hurt. I'm trying. I'm hurt. Bench me the rest of the season. We'll move forward. And uh, you mentioned your take on it, Tony, was the fact he should apologize to, uh, was it Friedman for um, the things that he had said about his injuries and everything 
And Robin Leonard was like, no, 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 there's nothing happening Dr. here. Cerevelli. Cerevelli. There you go. Dr. Cerevelli. Exactly. Dr. Cerevelli. A doctor. A doctor. <laughs> um, so, you know, this would be a, just a good chance for him to show. I mean, listen, he, if he if he puts a picture up, it says go Knights go wearing a Golden Knights jacket or something. Half. No. 75% of the fans are going to roast him, but 25% of the fans aren't going to. And everyone's going to remember the fact that he at least is showing some support wherever he is right now. And I think he he owes that to us. He owes us the fact that he is a VGK, folks. He is a VGK right now. He is one of our teammates. He is someone that you know would be wearing the VGK crest if he was healthy because no one's going to take him in a trade, unfortunately. So I, I took a shot. I'm sorry. But point being is Robin Leonard owes the fans some level of, hey, I'm with you in this. Go Knights, go. Whatever that needs to be. <laughs> and he's given us nothing. And shame on Robin Leonard for doing that. I'm just really disappointed because Bill Foley has the best relationship with all these players. And I thought at the very least they would be at the VGK commissary enjoying a BLT together. You think he'd fly there maybe in one of his, uh, one of his trips around the world in, uh, in, uh, in eight days or something like that and stop by and, you know, see him and, and say hello to him. Uh, I wanted to talk about Aiden Hill uh, yanked in that game. Confidence level can't be very good right now. And that's the last the Anaheim game, game played, right? Yeah, Anaheim was the last game, two goals on five shots. Uh, but then, you know, I was looking at, in fairness to Aiden Hill, uh, again, I go back to Pete DeBoer and Brossois. Aiden Hill's 8-3, and three, folks. He's 8-3. and three. Let's, let's be clear. I, I get that. He's 8-3. and three. I understand that. Remember last year, uh, Pete DeBoer said he wasn't playing Brossois enough and he needed to get him more repetitions and he lost at Detroit and all that. But I was looking at, Again, the gaps between starts, it's been six days and nine days and currently seven days. And are you giving him, you know, much of a chance? And then also remember, Bruce Cassidy said that they would be splitting time. LT and Hill 50-50 on starts. And then just things went awry and they pinned a lot of that uh, blame on on uh, Aiden Hill in the the game that he played at Anaheim, he was not on. We know that. And he was dazed and confused from the get-go. Okay. But uh, once again, though, Bruce Cassidy has to heed his own words because he said, oh, one start's not going to make or break like a, a player, a goalie, or what have you. And so I'm just curious where his headspace is at right now, currently. Um, I'm curious of the relationship of Cassidy and Aiden Hill. Um uh, from an on the record and an off the record perspective, I'm kind of curious uh, how how that world is. And maybe I'm getting a little more into um, let's just move forward. But going back to your point about the starts here and things like that. I mean, yes, Anaheim. And then now it's been one, two, three, four, you know, and however many. I mean, you're it's looking at a full, you're looking at a full calendar week, assuming he goes one of these games. I mean, are you going to start him against the Kings in a four point division game? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, you maybe roll him out tomorrow and just pray for rain. And I don't mean that negatively <laughs> against Aiden Hill. I just mean it's the first game back from the road trip and all these weird things. Happening, rain would but... mean bad ice, though. Yes, bad ice at T-Mobile Park and a T-Mobile Arena. Um, and then, yes, Buffalo. I think Buffalo, right? Was that his last start? The three two loss? Was that the, his last start? Yeah. OK. And then wait, before wait, wait. that. Oh, before that, yeah, the Buffalo game uh, before Philly was it Philly? I don't know. That, I don't think. Did LT start? What, what about Chicago on on the fifteenth? 
I don't recall. I don't have. I know that the Islanders game. I think that was the first reverse retro game, or no? Philly was the first reverse retro game, and that was Logan. And I think the Islanders, the five-two loss. I'm, I'm, I think that was Aiden Hill. I could be wrong. Hill gave up the five goals in the Winnipeg game, right? That's the one game that yeah, I I'm trying to pull up game reports right now, and it, it takes a second. To it's all good. But the point being is, yes, your point is spot on. He is not playing a lot. This used to be a basically a three and two rotation. Every two games, Aiden Hill plays three games for Logan Thompson, 66%. That's, that's a, a, a much more fair rotation than a lot of rotations. There are some goalies like Vasilevsky who's going to get 60 plus starts and kind of Hellbuck might play all 82 games if his health would allow him to. Um, and then there's some other teams trying to figure it out. And, you know, where do you put VGK? You know, right now VGK is, is LT it's LT land, right? I mean, is this really like paying the picture here for Brassois return and to make Aiden Hill look like the scapegoat all of a sudden? Like, is that really happening? Like, is there a, is that game within the game really happening here? That would absolutely suck if that was, that would be so, yeah. so dumb if that, yeah. if that yeah, was well, happening. We've seen crazier things and it's been sort of drama free for just a little bit here. If LT starts today and Saturday, that'll tell you something right there. If LT go, I'm oh, sorry, Thursday and Thursday Saturday. And Saturday, right. Then Pittsburgh, that's really going to tell you something. I think Aiden Hill t- tomorrow night and then Saturday against the Kings, you go back to LT in that big four point game. Um, I mean, are you really going to wait until Thursday, the, the 12th, my birthday, folks? Um, please send more. Uh, please send more gold bar whiskey, by the way. You can see it uh, right. I see it up there. There you go. That's so good. So good. So awesome. Um, I love it. Like, I, I know we're talking about, I just, I just like it. It's the presentation is great. Awesome. Um, are you really going to wait till the 12th to play, <laughs> to play it? Aiden Hill. I think that would be dumb. Um, you got a three game week, the 16th, 19th and 21st. If you're going to see Brossois, I think that's where it happens. Maybe that matinee against Dallas matinee games are just kind of weird in general uh, as far as the start. So, I will I will do a slightly bold prediction Saturday Jan or sorry Monday January sixteenth Brossois plays against the Dallas Stars. Meanwhile, LT eighteen nine and one twenty eight games played on the pace for fifty six fifty eight starts. What did you say would be the max for him? That's right there. It's right on that it's right number. There, but, right. But if you pace his starts, if you pace his starts, Tony for the last month, he's probably on pace for sixty three starts. If you pace it like that. Okay. I thought you said 60. Yeah, no, I I felt if he goes more than 55 games, that's too much. That's too many, right? That's what I thought you said. And then uh, goals against average, very consistent, very steady, 2.61. That's where he was last year. Same exact uh, goals against, same exact uh, save percentage, 0.915. We thank you all for tuning in. We got to get out of here. From a man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. See you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.